Hello, Coffee Break listeners. It's Mark here. And before we dive into today's episode, I have some exciting news to share. Did you know that the Coffee Break podcast is just the tip of the iceberg? We offer comprehensive online courses designed to help you master the language you're learning. Each course includes video lessons, bonus audio materials, lesson notes, quizzes, and more. This week, we have a special promotion on our beginners courses, giving you the opportunity to save over 30%. We want to help you learn the language and live like a local on your next trip. Imagine the confidence you'll have speaking with locals and how it will transform your travel experiences. With many people planning their travels right now, it's the perfect time to start learning. To take advantage of this offer, visit coffeebreaklanguages.com slash podcastlocal or use the coupon code podcastlocal at the checkout on the Coffee Break Academy. But hurry, the offer ends on Friday, June the 14th, so don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Okay, let's get started with today's lesson. Coffee Break Italian, Season 1, Episode 13. Buongiorno a tutti e benvenuti a Coffee Break Italian. Io sono Mark. Io sono Francesca. Ciao, io sono Katie. We're back with another episode of Coffee Break Italian for you. We hope that you've been enjoying our episodes so far and indeed that you've been learning lots. Today we are talking a little more about il cibo. Can you remember what that means? Katie, what does il cibo mean? It's food. It is indeed food. So we're going back to a restaurant and we're going to be learning a little more about how to deal with particular situations which may occur when you're visiting a restaurant. Siamo pronti? Prontissimi. Cominciamo. Okay, in today's programme, we are going to be looking particularly at a type of Verb. It might sound as if this is going to be a very grammatical lesson. Absolutely not. We're going to be looking at verbs in the form that you would find them in the dictionary. Now, the special word for this is the infinitive form. The infinitive form because in a sense, it has infinite possibilities. It's a verb that could be referring to any particular person. It could be referring to I, you, he, she, it, we, you, they. Or it could be referring to any time in the past, in the present, in the future, or any other combination thereof. So the infinitive form is the form that we find in the dictionary. If you looked up the verb, for example, to eat, then in the dictionary we would find... Mangiare. Let's try saying that after Francesca. Mangiare. Mangiare. So to eat is mangiare. 
Now, we've already come across another few words that end in that are ending. Can you think of one? For example, the word to speak. Parlare. Of course. So, parlare, mangiare. We've also seen a word that's used to mean to help. Katie, can you remember how you say, can you help me? I think it was, mi può aiutare? Good. So, aiutare, mangiare, parlare. All of these words are the infinitive forms of the verbs. And that's translated by to do something, to eat, to speak, to help. And you'll notice that they all end in are. Now, that's one type of verb in Italian. There are other ones, but we'll not worry about them just now. Let's focus on are. Mangiare, parlare, aiutare. Now, in Coffee Break Italian, it's all about trying to build the language from the pieces that we already know. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. We take pieces that we already know and combine them with other things. So, we know the word for can I or I can. Katie, can you remember what that word is? I can. Mm, Posso? Posso. So, how would you say can I eat? A pizza. Posso mangiare una pizza? Perfetto. So this is the whole thing about learning a language. It's important that you can combine words that you know separately into sentences that you've never said before. It's not a sentence that you're learning off by heart, but you can build this sentence by putting the words together that you already know. Now we're going to use this mangiare in a different construction now, and that is... Mi piace. Try saying that. Mi piace. Mi piace. And mi piace means I like. So I could say I like to eat a pizza. Mi piace mangiare una pizza. Mi piace mangiare un gelato. Katie, what do you like eating? Mi piace mangiare un panino. Perfetto. Un panino di che? Mm, Formaggio e pomodoro. Molto bene. Un panino. So, mi piace mangiare un panino. So, we can use mi piace plus an infinitive. So, I could also say mi piace parlare italiano. I like to speak Italian. Mi piace plus any of these infinitives. Maybe that's a challenge for you this week. Why not find out what you like doing? Look up the word in the dictionary and you get that infinitive form. So if you like playing or if you like singing, you could say mi piace plus the infinitive that you find in the dictionary. Mark, you've just said singing. So if you say I like singing, is that the same as I like to sing in Italian? Exactly. It actually works the same way as it would work in in other Romance languages, in French and in Spanish and in Portuguese and so on. I like to sing is the same as I like singing. So mi piace, and this one will give you it, is cantare. Mi piace cantare. Mi piace cantare. So, Francesca had said that she liked eating ice cream. How do you just say, I like ice cream in general? Well, you've got two for the price of one here because (laughs) mi piace can be used both with a verb in the infinitive form or a noun. So, you could say, mi piace mangiare il gelato. I like eating ice cream. But you can also just say, I like 
ice cream. Mi piace il gelato. Mi piace il gelato. Okay, now, in this situation, remember that you need to say the word for the. Mi piace il gelato. Mi piace il gelato. Mi piace la pasta. Mi piace la pasta. La pasta being, of course, pasta. pasta? <laughs> Makes sense. Mi piace la pasta, mi piace la pizza, mi piace la musica. What would that be? I like music. Yeah, mi piace il cinema. The cinema, I like cinema. And so on. So we can use it with a noun, mi piace, plus a noun. However, there is a, a caveat here, something that we need to take on board. And that is, so far we've talked about mi piace, plus a singular noun. Mi piace la pizza, la pasta, il cinema, la musica. But now, what happens if we want to say, I like mushrooms, for example, Katie's favourite thing. Mm. In this case, we change mi piace to a slightly different form, and that is... It's mi piacciono. Listen again. Mi piacciono. So, how would we say I like mushrooms? Mi piacciono i funghi. Katie, I know that's difficult to say when you don't like them, but can you try saying that? Can I say non? <laughs> mi piacciono i funghi. Perfetto. Sì. You can indeed. Yeah, so mi piace or non mi piace. And for plural things, mi piacciono or non mi piacciono. Non mi piacciono i funghi. Good. Okay, so we've got mi piace and mi piacciono. And we're translating these as I like. But I am sure that our listeners are already thinking, mm, this, there's something strange here. Why is it mi piace and mi piacciono? Why does it change when it's a plural thing? Well, this is because mi piace doesn't actually mean I like. It means something more like to me pleases. To me pleases the pizza. Mi piace la pizza. To me pleases the music. Mi piace la musica. But when the thing that we like is plural, then we have to change the verb. And it comes from mi piace, with a singular thing, to mi piacciono, with a plural thing. So, for example, mi piacciono i funghi. I like mushrooms. Or really, to me, please the mushrooms. <laughs> the mushrooms please me. <laughs> mi piacciono i funghi. Okay, let's try putting this into practice with some of the other foods that we've learned. And we'll introduce some new ones too. How would we say, I like cheese? Let's think about this a little. I like cheese or cheese pleases me. To me, pleases cheese. Katie. Mi piace il formaggio. Bravissima, Katie. Mi piace il formaggio. Okay, so that's I like cheese or cheese pleases me or to me pleases cheese. Let's try uh, I like ham. Mi piace il prosciutto. Okay, almost. Mi piace il prosciutto. Remember to bounce on that T. Mi piace il prosciutto. Okay, much better, Katie. Perfetto. What about I like olives? 
le olive. So, I like olives. Mi piacciono le olive. Good, excellent. We're going to change this a little because I think it's time for us to learn how to say, do you like something? In this case, we would change it to, ti piace. Do you like a singular thing or ti piacciono for a plural thing? So now I can ask you, Katie, ti piacciono i funghi? No, non mi piacciono i funghi. Francesca, ti piacciono i funghi? Eh sì, mi piacciono i funghi moltissimo. Ok, allora, Katie, ti piace il pollo? Mm, I'm going to use my Spanish here and take a guess that that is chicken. Well done, yes, it is indeed chicken. Just watch your pronunciation because, of course, in Spanish it's pronounced slightly differently, but it's written exactly the same. Il pollo. Il pollo. Ti piace il pollo? Sì, mi piace il pollo. How would we say, I really like chicken in this case, Francesca? Um, You could say, mi piace molto il pollo. So putting in molto after mi piace. Mm -hmm. Katie, ti piace il pollo? Sì, mi piace molto il pollo. Ti piacciono le olive? Mm, Sì, mi piacciono le olive. Now, Katie, one more question. How would you ask Francesca, do you like courgettes or zucchini? Francesca, ti piacciono i zucchini? Katie, are you sure about i zucchini? Oh, oh, it should be gli zucchini? Sì, gli zucchini. So... Um, ti piacciono gli zucchini? Aha, sì, mi piacciono tantissimo. So, Francesca really adores zucchini or crochets. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, we've covered a lot in this lesson so far using this construction mi piace and mi piacciono and the question ti piace and ti piacciono. We've not really covered much more in terms of vocabulary in different situations. So let's take this on a little now. And we're going to use another infinitive to begin with. And that other infinitive is one we've come across already. It's avere. Avere means, Katie? To have. To have, yes. So we're going to talk about avere fame. Now, Katie, I want you to use your French here. If I were to say, oh, fame... Translate that literally as to what you might think it means. Mm. Something to do with food. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it would be, I have hunger. Absolutely. In French, of course, j'ai faim. Mm-hmm. But here we're saying in Italian, oh, fame. I have hunger. Fame is hunger. And of course, it's a way of saying, I'm hungry. Oh, fame. Now, let's twist it around. How would we say, are you Hungry or do you have hunger? Have you hunger? I fame. Exactly. So we just use the same words that we use when we were talking about brothers and sisters and sons and daughters. O fame. I have hunger. I'm hungry. I fame. You have hunger or you're hungry in a, an informal form. And if we've learned I'm hungry or I have hunger, we also need to learn to be thirsty. Francesca, come si dice così in italiano? It's like, I have a thirst. So, ho sete. 
O sete. So if it's O sete for I have thirst or I'm thirsty, how would we ask the question, are you thirsty? I sete. I sete. Are you thirsty? Do you have thirst? So, I'm hungry is... O fame. O fame. Are you hungry? Informal. I fame. I fame. I'm thirsty. O sete. O sete. And are you thirsty? I sete. I sete. And then the really confusing one because we're translating to be with the word for to have, to be hungry. Avere fame. Avere fame. And of course, that's really to have hunger. Avere fame. And to have thirst or to be thirsty. Avere sete. Avere sete. Is to be thirsty, the word sete, is that the same as the number seven? Uh, it's very similar, but number seven is double T, sete. And sete meaning thirst uh, is single T. So when you say thirst, you can have a very long E, sete. While when you say number seven, sete, you need to be very short on your E to allow a very long T sound, sete. Does it help? Yes, thank you. Excellent explanation. Thank you, Francesca. Okay, so it's a good reason to make sure you're pronouncing those double consonants well. Sete, as opposed to sete. Okay, we're going to take a short break there and we'll be back in just a moment. Interrompiamo questa trasmissione per una comunicazione importante. If you'd like to make faster progress with your Italian, don't forget that you can use the premium version of this course, which features video versions of the lessons, comprehensive lesson notes and bonus listening materials. Allora, cosa aspetti? What are you waiting for? If you'd like to take your Italian to the next level, go to coffeebreakitalianplus.com. 
Okay, let's get on with the lesson. Okay, so far we've been talking lots about the language. We also need to talk about some situations that you may encounter when you are in a restaurant. For example, you may have dietary requirements that you need to be able to explain in Italian. And the first one of these may well be that you are a vegetarian. So, Francesca, how would we say I am a vegetarian in Italian? Sono vegetariano for a man. Sono vegetariana for a woman. Now think carefully about this, because we don't say I am a vegetarian, we say I am vegetarian, which of course we can say in English too, but it's almost like a profession in that sense. Sono professore, I'm a teacher. Sono vegetariano, I'm a vegetarian. Yes. <laughs> or a religion also, sono cattolico. You don't say sono un cattolico and so on. So when it's vegetarianism, when it's um, any kind of thing that you are that's an inherent part of you, then you don't need to use the word for a in there. Sono vegetariano. Katie, what would you say? Sono vegetariana. Okay. Now, there also might be the case when you say, I don't eat something in particular. For example, I don't eat meat. And then we're going to use that word mangiare to eat. But this time not mangiare, because that's of course the to eat part. We're going to change it to I eat. How do we say I eat? Io mangio. Okay, so we can say io mangio. If we want to stress the I eat, I eat this, but you don't eat that. But we can equally just say I eat, dropping the io. Mangio. Mangio. So if we want to say I don't eat meat, for example. Non mangio carne. Non mangio carne. Or perhaps you don't eat fish. Non mangio pesce. Non mangio pesce. Or pork. I don't eat pork. Non mangio maiale. Non mangio maiale. Or perhaps you don't eat seafood. Non mangio frutti di mare. Non mangio frutti di mare. Now, perhaps, if you have an allergy to something, you would want to take that a stage further and you say, I can't eat seafood, for example. I can't eat seafood. We know how to say, I can do something. What's that word? Posso. So, I can eat. Posso mangiare. I can eat seafood. Posso mangiare frutti di mare? So how would you say, I can't eat seafood? Non posso mangiare frutti di mare. Perfetto. And once again, we can see that we can build the language by adding in each of these parts that we already know. So you could say, I can't eat something. I can't eat fish. Non posso mangiare pesce. I can't eat meat. Non posso mangiare carne. Francesca, could we say non posso mangiare la carne? Yes, you can say either non posso mangiare carne or non posso mangiare la carne. So we could also say, for example, non posso mangiare i frutti di mare. Sì. Perfetto. Okay, but there may also be the situation where we are allergic to something. In that case, we say I am allergic to whatever it is. 
sono allergico a, for a man, where a is the preposition for two, or sono allergica a, for a woman. Okay, let's combine this with something that we might be allergic to. Seafood, the word for the seafood is... I frutti di mare. I frutti di mare. So if Francesca wanted to say, I am allergic to the seafood, listen carefully to how she would say this. Sono allergica ai frutti di mare. So that word there in the middle, sono allergica ai frutti di mare, that is the combination of a and i. Sono allergico or allergica a, that's the two bit, then i frutti di mare. Mm -hmm. But the a and the i combine to make one word, ai. Ai, ai frutti di mare. I would say sono allergico ai frutti di mare. Sono allergica ai frutti di mare. So when you have a and i coming together, then it becomes ai. There's another example of this with the word for uh, milk products, dairy products. I latticini. Let's try saying that again. I latticini. I latticini. So, Katie, can you work out how you would say I am allergic to dairy products? Sono allergica ai latticini. Good. Ai latticini. So, a and i come together. Now, we'll go through all of the different combinations of these prepositions and the definite articles in another episode. But one other one that we might want to cover just now is with the word that literally means dried fruit. But it can help to cover all the situations where you might be allergic to nuts or um, any kind of dried fruit in that, in that sense. So, you could say, I am allergic to the dried fruit. Francesca, what would you say? Sono allergica alla frutta secca. Listen again to the part that is to the dried fruit. Alla frutta secca. So the a joins the la and you get an extra l in there. So you need to bounce the consonant. Alla frutta secca. Three bouncing consonants. Alla frutta secca. <laughs> Sounds nice. Alla frutta secca. Alla frutta secca. Perfetto. So, I am allergic to dried fruits. Sono allergica alla frutta secca. Perfetto. <laughs> it's such a nice sounding phrase. Okay. Now, it's almost time to finish this lesson. We've gone through quite a lot in this lesson, but we'd like to practice it. And to practice it, in this week's bonus episode, we have got a lovely conversation for you. And this conversation takes place in a restaurant and it will give you lots of opportunities to practice all the language that we've covered in both this lesson and indeed in the previous lesson. But just before we finish this lesson, there's time for one more Café Culturale with Francesca. Yes, all this talk of food has got me really hungry. So today I'm going to teach you a little more about Italian food, il cibo italiano. You probably already know quite a lot about Italian food and you have probably tried lasagne al forno and loads of different pastas. But did you know that in Italia... 
La pasta is often served as a first course. It's very common for Italians to have uh, pasta con sugo, pasta with a tomato sauce to start. Then we have uh, meat with potatoes and vegetables after. The first course in Italian is called uh, il primo piatto. The second is il secondo piatto. And for dessert, si dice il dolce. Did you know that there are approximately 350 different types of pasta? Let's go through some of them now. We have already spoken about lasagne and spaghetti, and you probably know penne. Capelli d'angelo literally means hair of an angel, and this is very thin, long pieces of pasta, which are similar to noodles. Farfalle is the type that looks a bit like a butterfly or a bow tie, and it's often eaten con salmone, with salmon, and there is also one called pastina, which is sometimes star-shaped. Il mio piatto preferito si chiama pasta alla carbonara. Delizioso. Well, if you are on Facebook, why not post a comment telling us what your favorite Italian dish is? And that's all for today. Buon appetito! Grazie, Francesca. Uh, I have to say that my favorite type of pasta is bucatini. Mm. Which is like a, a long, a thick spaghetti, but with a hole down the middle because yes. it's got a little hole all yeah. the way through. Buco. <laughs> and also, pretty much for about 20 years of my life, we had pastina in brodo every day. Oh, I love it. On a Sunday <laughs> evening. Uh, <laughs> pastina in brodo, little, little pasta in broth. So there we have it. Some more Italian food ideas for you. So that's another episode of Coffee Break Italian for you. And if you're anything like me, you will be quite hungry now. Adesso ho fame. Before you do head off for something to eat, perhaps you would consider leaving us a review on iTunes or on Stitcher. Wherever you listen to Coffee Break Italian, let us know what you think. And of course, by that, by doing that, you'll help other people who are learning Italian discover our show too. And just as Francesca said, why don't you let us know your favourite Italian dish on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Coffee Break Italian. And if you are on Twitter, don't forget we are at Learn Italian. And tell us on Twitter what you like eating. You can hashtag CBI13 for Coffee Break Italian Lesson 13. È tutto per oggi, grazie mille e arrivederci. Ciao ciao. Ciao. This is a production of the Radiolingua Network. Find out more at radiolingua.com.